Welcome to the COVID-19 installment of Star Center Talks Workforce Success, which features the voices of workforce leaders from health centers and primary care associations around the nation. We know this invaluable information will help in your journey to advance the workforce initiatives of your organization. Welcome, everybody. My name is Michelle Fernandez. I am the Senior Training Specialist here at the Association of Clinicians for the Underserved. Today here at the Star Center, we're very excited to have Julie Myman. She is the Chief HR Officer at Family Health Centers in Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. We're very excited to have you and the expertise that you will bring to this podcast. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and jump right into our first question. And, you know, you work at a health center. So as you know, health centers were started by communities, for communities, and aim to build a workforce that is reflective of those communities in which they serve. So with that in mind, can you just tell me a little bit about your health center, where it's located, and the patients that you serve? Absolutely. Um, we began uh, in 1976. Uh, our first health center in the Commonwealth of Kentucky was established by the Louisville Jefferson County Board of Health. And its mission was to improve access to high quality primary and preventative health services for residents in primarily the uh, urban Louisville metro area. Uh, with this came a freestanding board of governors with members from the diverse communities that we serve. Uh, then in 1979, we received our first federal grant under Section 330 of the Public Health Service Act which established the organization as a federally qualified health center. In 1985, the organization changed its name to Family Health Centers. And a few years later, the organization was incorporated as a nonprofit organization. Uh, our mission, vision, and values consist of providing high quality preventative health care without regard to a person's ability to pay. We also offer our patients the same care and attention we want for our families as well as ourselves. We think we do this best uh, via the quality in our services, pride in our work, continuous improvement, diversity and inclusion, teamwork, as well as lifelong learning, all of which are our stated values. Uh, currently, we have eight sites spread throughout Louisville. Uh, and we have the honor of caring for about 42,000 folk, ranging from infants to adults. Our patient population consists of 36 Black or African Americans and 55% Caucasians. Uh, we're also proud that our Hispanic and Latino patients make up about 22%, and this is a growing number. Currently, 25% of our patients are best served in languages other than English. Our latest statistic shows that we are able to assist in about 40 different languages. Uh, another fact is that 75% of our patients are at or below the poverty threshold, and 11% of those we graciously serve are homeless. Thank you so much, Julie. That was great. It's always so interesting to hear about all the different health centers, all of the populations that you serve, and the work that you're doing for your community. So the next question, which is actually probably one of my favorite questions, is 
about you and about your professional journey. How did you get to your role and how long have you been there? Oh, thank you, Michelle, for asking that question. Um, my HR vocation, and I do look at HR as a vocation uh, instead of just a career kind of focus. Uh, my vocation started it, a little bit over 27 years ago. Gosh, it's hard to believe that. Um, I started life out at the University of Louisville and got a degree in English with an emphasis in secondary education. Thought I was going to teach uh, English to high schoolers. But sadly, at that, at that time, um, full-time teaching jobs with benefits were very few and far between. So I found myself um, with little hope that I was going to find a full-time teaching job. I was very fortunate in that I had uh, great friends and family who did have connections within our community here in Louisville. And um, I reached out to folks that would refer um, businesses to me and just tried to get my foot in the door and uh, really pretty much uh, would just be willing to talk with anyone that would give me an informational interview. My, my quest wasn't necessarily to find a job, but that would have been cool. Um, but I just kind of wanted to get some ideas on how an English major with a, a teaching certificate um, could possibly utilize her education and skills in another business adventure. Thankfully, I got a job at a bank here locally, and gratefully along the way, I had the honor of being mentored by a small cadre of very intelligent uh, strong women who had guided me uh, to form within me, you know, my foundation of human resources and my love for human resources. Um, once I was in that job at the bank for a little bit, I decided to go back to university and get my master's in human resources management and definitely uh, was able to thankfully pass the uh, SHRM certification tests. Um, and I think these mentors, coupled with my education and continued focus on lifelong learning, I think that's really helped me um, have a firm foundation and, and bedrock for the professional that I am today. Um, I've worked in nonprofit and for-profit organizations. Um, right now, I'm in the healthcare field, but I've also um, cut my teeth on the financial services industry. Uh, as well as uh, manufacturing. I've had the pleasure of serving as a specialist, really starting in recruitment and training, and then moving on to more generalist roles, uh, not only as an individual contributor working on teams, um, but I also was able to get into senior leadership. And now I'm attaining my ultimate career goal as a chief HR officer in my hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I, how I got to family health centers, that's a great question. Um, I started out as a temporary contractor in uh, 2017, and um, throughout that, once my assignment ended, I uh, was went to work for another organization with the really and sincere hope that I would be able to come back and work for family health centers. Um, so when the uh, chief HR officer role became available, I was contacted by a member of the executive team, and I was ultimately, and I'm so thankful that uh, I was the lucky one chosen to be part of the organization in that role. Uh, I've 
had the uh, great honor of serving our employees and patients for almost two and a half years now. And I have to admit, it, it truly has been a grand adventure thus far. Well, I can definitely say that it's wonderful to have you in the Health Center family. And part of the reason that I love this question is because everybody has such unique journeys right, to right. get here. But there's, yeah, there's always the same passion and drive for that mission. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. The next question, and I think, you know, this is something that is on everyone's mind, um, the COVID pandemic. Um, obviously, working in a health center, this has created a lot of uncertainty, especially among the health center workforce. And then in your role as a workforce expert, you know, what have you identified as being the main stressors and difficulties that this pandemic has put on clinicians and all of the staff working in your health center? Oh, goodness, where do I begin? Um, yeah. when, I think that probably, I suspect that the main stressors and difficulties have been, um, number one, probably the, the concern for the unknown. You know, I, I know folk have been asking questions because they're talking to me about these. It's like, when is this madness going to end? Um, you know, where are we on trying to find a cure? Um, a lot of folks um, have seen some of their friends and family members who have not been able to work due to the industry that they're in. So I think in the back of some people's minds are thinking, gosh, are we going to be able to keep our doors open? Um, I've had a few individuals who've called me personally to say, you know, Julie, I'm really struggling with this because I think, you know, I'm, I'm on the front line and, you know, what risks am I taking and am I putting my family at risk because I'm being around people who may have contracted COVID-19? Another big thing is um, in, in our employment population, we have a lot of single parents and they're asking the questions, you know, like since schools are out, you know, how, how am I going to be able to keep my job and, and help my children at home? Um, I think there's also a concern for personal safety and, and um, personal health while performing, you know, essential functions of our roles here. And I, I have a, a strong sense that self-care and compassion fatigue uh, seem to be a challenge for uh, a majority of our staff. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more on, you know, the compassion fatigue and the self-care that, I mean, in a way has always been there and I'm sure has only kind of grown uh, with this pandemic. But thank you so much for your answer. I know that is such a huge question. And I think, you know, you, you, know, you are a workforce leader, but I'm sure that in many ways, like, even though being in that position, you're asking yourself the same questions. So, right. It's, yes, I'm yeah. human too, believe it or not. You know, I'm right. going to take cape every now and then. <laughs> exactly, exactly. None of us are robots. So, you know, it's like you try to help others, but also it's just as important, like you said, that self-care portion of it. So as I say that, I am going to ask you another big question. <laughs> regarding sure. regarding this. Um, so how can workforce leaders, again, you know, from the perspective of you're not robots, you are people and you're experiencing this in the same way as anybody else, but how can you contribute to that overall success of the health center, especially as you try to juggle the pandemic itself and then the health and safety of the staff and then potential recruitment and retention issues resulting from all this. And like I said, I know that's a, a very big question, but, you know, 
it's really like any advice that you can really bring to people in your position. Right. Um, that is a, that is a big question, and I think if if we had the answers, we we would help out a lot of people. Um, just sort of off the top of my head, I think that uh, our leaders they need to be open and honest with themselves, as obviously as well as their staff. Uh, I think that you've mentioned several times that you know we're human beings, we're not robots, and that. Um, leaders need to work out their own concerns in a healthy way, um, you know, hopefully focusing on self-care uh, and, and just trying to stay healthy themselves. Um, and I think that if they can model that, then they can encourage um, their employees to do the same. I think, uh, which this may be elementary, but just staying calm and collected as humanly possible, uh, are also good ideas. I, I know that's hard because uh, sometimes we as leaders get frustrated and we get scared too, but I think being calm and collected is just so necessary. Um, I think it's helpful if leaders um, sincerely check up on their employees, whether they're working side by side with them at the sites or maybe their staff's teleworking, maybe give them a buzz or shoot them an email um, and, and also reach out to those who are home, maybe because they themselves are sick or maybe they have children that they uh, need to stay home with um, for alternate uh, school. Um, I think they also need to know it's okay with maybe not knowing exactly what's going to happen next or what the organization, how the organization is going to respond um, and being courageous to be able to admit that. Uh, but then they have to follow up next um, with, I think, teamwork uh, and that we all must work together to develop realistic, um, actionable solutions with employees and critical others. Um, I think that we also have to have candid conversations about what worked and what didn't work. Uh, and of course, um, leaders need to ensure that all of this information is documented somewhere safe uh, what actions were taken, and what our chosen path forward uh, at each of these stages is. And my true hope is at the end of this pandemic that we can find ways to celebrate our teamwork, our tenacity, and recovery, and be better for having endured this pandemic. Thank you. Yes, I could not agree more. And again, I just like how you bring that human aspect to it. It's, you know, we're all human we need to be empathetic, especially during this time more than any other place and the self-care component of, you know, the best advice I ever received was if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. Exactly. Exactly. So um, thank you so much for being here today. I think um, you've offered wonderful words of wisdom to um, all of our listeners. So again, today we were speaking to Julie Myman, the Chief HR Officer at Family Health Centers in Louisville, Kentucky. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you, Michelle. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us today. We hope today's conversation provided you with ideas, suggestions, and insights into ways you can approach, adjust to, and mitigate the immediate and long-term changes COVID-19 brought to your health center. Also, check out all of our free workforce tools and resources found at chcworkforce.org.